Hello and welcome to the House of Athos. We are truly excited to have you join us today for our inaugural podcast. This podcast is the launch of something that Mila, my co-host, and I have been working on for several years. So uh, to get us started, I'm Katie Capoza, and I'm coming to you from Seattle, Washington in the USA. And Mila Aleman coming to you from Amsterdam, the Netherlands in Europe. As Katie said, we are so excited to spend some time with you today as we introduce you to the House of Apis, how we got here and how you can join us on this adventure. But before we get too far, let's give you the quick version of what this is all about. House of Apis is a community where women and girls can be unapologetically their authentic selves. It's a place where you can feel supported and realize your superpowers for greatness in your own unique ways. And it's a place where you can find support and solidarity. And while we are a community focused on women and girls, all are welcome. Definitely. And this podcast is also a place where we'll come together to have conversations that explore the topics and content that you'll find on our social media pages and the House of Apis website. For the first two podcasts, Katie and I are going to share with you the vision of House of Apis and some appetizers of what you can find and experience as part of this community. Starting with podcast three, we'll start exploring specific topics and bringing in guests to share their unique perspectives. And just a little request, please bear with us as podcasting is very new to us and we are learning as we go with all this podcast production stuff. But before we get started today, we do feel like we need to clear the air on one thing. Well, I guess maybe it's two things because we just admitted we're not great at podcasting. So That's on the true. second That's thing, um, you may have looked at the name of this podcast and thought perhaps it was about APIs, application programming interfaces, or frankly, at least that's what every vendor we have talked to thinks we are. So if that's what you tuned in for, surprise, we're something even more exciting in our opinion. Uh, we actually know very little about application programming interfaces and wouldn't want us to host a podcast on that. Exactly. In fact, the app is in our name is in reference to honeybees, which uh, I know it doesn't make too much sense now, but it will as we share more about who we are and what we are up to. All right, so let's get into this so we can actually help people understand why we are House of Apis and what we are all about. Before we get into all of that, it's probably going to be helpful for you to know who the heck we are. We'll do yeah. some quick introductions, you think? I'm Katie. I am originally from a small town uh, called Chilai, New York. If you know it, you know it. But for those of you who don't, it's a suburb of Rochester. I grew up there with my parents and my younger brother and frankly lived a pretty average suburban childhood. I moved away from there when I was 21 and I've bounced around quite a bit ever since from Orlando, Florida, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Singapore, Pasadena. Now I'm in Seattle and who the heck knows where we'll go to next. Here, um, here. Here, yeah. Amsterdam would <laughs> rock. <to> <laughs> That would be awesome. Although we do love it here. So, you know, I don't know. Um, I've spent most of my career in people functions like learning and development, talent management, organization design, both in-house and as a consultant. Uh, let's see. I'm married, no children by choice, and responsible for my two aging parents. My, my brother died about 20 years ago, so it's just me keeping an eye on them. 
And over the last five or six years, I've been chasing this dream of building something for women and girls to have as a place to invest in themselves and had the good fortune of getting to meet Mila and joining this adventure with her. Yeah, I am Mila, and I'm uh, going to give you a little bit of my history. I have also been bouncing around like Katie. I'm originally from Venezuela, where I grew up as part of a middle-class family. I have two brothers. One is still living there, and the other one is living in South Carolina in the U.S. My parents are still living in Caracas, close to my brother, locally. And I had been moving around from the U.S. where I studied and live and work to Europe for 15 years now in Amsterdam and Berlin. I have worked mostly in corporate world and marketing and sales functions in FMCG and media companies. And I lived also in Berlin for some years and returned to the Netherlands and that I was needing to fulfill a more purposeful career. And then I joined an experiential learning program in Amsterdam where I met Katie. And that is where, let's say, our ideas started flowing and then we decided to join forces and work together and create something that became the House of Apis. That's where the journey began. <laughs> exactly. So maybe we can help our listeners understand really what is House of Apis. Um, and we will eventually get to why we named it House of Apis as well. But, but maybe let me throw out a question and Mila, you can start with it is when we met back in Amsterdam at this program and started thinking about things that we wanted to build together, what did we decide we needed to do and why? Well, I think that we had this idea that everything that was out there for women was to talk about how women are having it all. And then you showcase all these women that have all these accomplishments but they were not looking at the women in the day-to-day -day life that are ordinary women, but are extraordinary in their, own, in their own selves. So we wanted to have a place where we could showcase what everyday women do and how we all go through the same things, the same insecurities, the same responsibilities, the same feeling uh, the weight of uh, the world in our shoulders, and how we feel that this is our own case. But at the same time, we don't see that around us, there are people that are going through the same thing. So we thought maybe this is something that we can start looking at and build together. And then the aspect on top of that is that we have all these similar experiences, but yet they're in such different contexts. So then they manifest in different ways. Mila and I brainstorming this, we're sitting in a room with 36 people from 28 different countries. And so we're talking about issues and getting to hear them from different perspectives and getting to walk in different people's shoes in, in a very close quartered tight time frame way. And we thought it would be really interesting to be able to bring that context to uh, a broader community of women as well, to have those multicultural voices and experiences as part of that. Yeah, and sometimes the other thing that we thought was this culture of people being on Instagram and on all the social media, basically show, showcasing this perfect life that then uh, make people feel like they are less or they don't have the same, I don't know, the value just because 
they look at all these people having so so called perfect lives and everything is beautiful and perfect and harmonious and that's not the reality of life life could be messy life could be fun but it could be messy and it could be sad and you could feel lonely sometimes and then we wanted to make sure that in um, our community and representing women we wanted to make sure that we highlighted that we are imperfectly perfect and that is something that that we all have we are messy and life is messy sometimes we just have to embrace it and do the best that we can my hair today is an example of life is messy. Anyways, <laughs> I know we're going to go deeper than that. Yeah. One of the other things that, you know, when we were talking that I was pretty passionate about was, and I know you are as well, which is the unconscious and frankly, often conscious bias that is pushed upon us as women, but really so much what the signals that young girls are picking up and how it shapes and forms their identity. And wouldn't it be awesome if we could get some tools, some resources, some forums, some places, right? Like where there's information and access to networks that can help us push back on these biases and, you know, if you're a parent of a young girl, perhaps get tools that can help you as you're helping them as they shape and form their identity. And Mila and I, our dream is at some point in the future that we will actually have a program specific for young girls, but there's just so much, there's so many signals. And this ties into your comment about Instagram. That's telling us what we should and could be and what we can't and shouldn't be that. How do we frame a different narrative? around that aspect of basically civilization at this point in time. So that was one of the other pieces. And then, I don't know, Mila and I are both, it's funny, I was reading a lot of articles about this weekend. We are generation Xers. We are the generation that nobody talks about. (laughs) So we, we, you know, I'm gonna be honest, we feel a little left out of some of these conversations. And we often feel like some of the content is targeted towards a boomer population or millennials and Gen Z. And while both of those populations are absolutely invited to be a part of House of Apis, we're going to make sure Gen X doesn't get left out. (laughs) Yeah, we want to give a voice to everybody. But also we want to talk about what is in our minds and women in our generation and how do we feel and how are we living within the uh, contexts that are changing? And we have been living into the two contexts, right? We are older, so we know, let's say, the stereotypes of the past. But at the same time, we have been working uh, to change a lot of that. And then we are living in the current, in, in the current environment. So I think that is very, it's a very great place to be. But at the same time, we are a little bit forgotten. The, the other thing that we want to represent is uh, multicultural voices and experiences. So we have the opportunity because we have lived uh, in almost all the continents together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And the, yeah, we have the opportunity to actually bring people over to talk to us and to represent different cultures, different contexts, different realities where we can have conversations that are deeper and that actually can um, in us, all of us, on how certain issues are seen in different places, certain experiences are lived in different places. So we think that is a great opportunity to have as members of of, of APIS a multicultural representation. 
So that's just a bit about why, like, what are we trying to accomplish and, and what we're wanting to explore and help shape. It is interesting because we want to talk a little bit about the concept of serendipity because this Mila and I being together is just completely based on serendipity to some extent. And we think from a House of Appas perspective, we want to build this community that hopefully there are lots of moments for all of the members and the people who come on board to have their own serendipitous moments within the community to perhaps help shape their own individual path. But maybe tell them a little bit about how you and I even met. Started this. <laughs> yeah. How we met. Yeah, we actually, it, it is like a first day of school kind of situation. We were, we were meeting all together, the group of 35 people, 36 people at a bus stop uh, in Amsterdam Central Station. And then we had to get our bags there and then go to an, an unknown location. And, and the one thing that you have to uh, understand from this program is that before joining the program, we received uh, a profile list or actually a link to our class uh, page where all the people were featured. So then in these profile pages, you had the, the bios of everybody that is joining the, the, the program. So we were just looking at entrepreneurs, banking people, business people, uh, friends. What's that? entertainers. Yeah, everything. It was unbelievable. People in the military, people in a, a non-profit, but a lot of people with very good credentials. So we were a little bit, let's say, feeling, I would say, apprehensive or... Well, I kept saying, what did you need? An HR person? Is that the only reason why I'm in this? I couldn't understand why on earth you would bring in a human resources professional to work because with because you are awesome, but anyway, they oh, know it, you. and you know it. But for me, it was I was taking some time off in between assignments, and I just sat there at the bus next to Katie, and then we were just blah uh, blah 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 blah, chatty chatty chatty, and it was great. It was very I don't know, it was very fast connection. I think it helped also that we were in similar businesses in the past. It was an easy like uh, icebreaker, but yeah. From there, I think that was the moment that we met and then we became besties uh, along the program. <laughs> yes. I said, Mila, will you please be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. Even at the Generation X level, that happens. <laughs> After I fed her a healthy supply of red wine, it was all solidified. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So... We, we consider that, right, whether you believe in fate or not, or how you think about these things, we think that serendipity certainly played a role in us coming together in the creation of House of Apis. And so what so we want to talk a little bit now, and we hope to open this conversation up to you in our social media, is that in each podcast, we're going to have a couple of regular segments. And one of these segments is called our compelling question of the week. And so each week we're going to put a question out there and Mila and I'll take a stab at it. And then we'll put it out on our social media platforms. We'd love to hear what you all have to say about it. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, some weeks, the compelling question is going to be more compelling than others, but we would love to get you involved with the conversation. 
And so today's compelling question is about serendipity. So share a moment where serendipity played a significant role in your life. And clearly Mila and I just talked about how we met each other, but we'll give you a little bit more flavor because we're hoping for you to get to know both of us a little bit more for as hosts of this podcast. So Mila, share another, maybe not us related serendipitous moment that played a significant uh, role in your life? For me, my serendipity moment is a little bit, I don't know, from another dimension as well. So basically, I hope I can pick the curiosity of everybody. So basically, for me, the moment that I, I believe in serendipity was the moment that I got home. I was living in Venezuela. I was, I already finished my degree and I was living still with my parents that it happened in Venezuela. I was around 24, 25. And then I got there and then I saw a newspaper on the coffee table and I grabbed the newspaper and I saw an ad for a calling for a exams for a scholarship. So basically they were calling out for a scholarship and I saw the date of the, uh, the date of registration, the date that was actually the date after, the day after I saw the newspaper. So I was a little bit surprised because I was in advertising then. So then I thought, why would you buy an ad for a newspaper when, you know, the deadline is tomorrow? That doesn't make any sense. But then when I don't want to give the scholarship out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. They don't want many people. But basically, I just saw the newspaper and then I look at the date of the newspaper and it was the date that my grandmother had died. And then there was the obituary was in that newspaper. So I actually kept looking and I'm like, oh my God, that was a newspaper where my, actually of the day that my grandmother had died and then there was the obituary there and then we look at it and then it was on the coffee table. Anyway, so then I decided to register for the scholarship, uh, for the exam to gain the scholarship. And I ended up getting it. So then that's how I ended up studying in the U.S. So for me, that was totally serendipity, but it's also from another dimension because I think it was my grandmother wanting me to progress and study abroad and do everything. So like, I'm going to try and give you the most obvious hint possible that I can (laughs) at this moment in time i have literally put the piece of paper in front of you (laughs) yeah exactly it's okay do it so then yes so i did and i got the scholarship and i went to the u.s and then that's how i actually ended up here otherwise i would have been i don't know what my life would have been if i wouldn't take that uh scholarship yeah wow mindset quite as exciting well oh wait i should rephrase that mine is very (laughs) exciting (laughs) but not as other dimensional the why we just share the story of, of basically how my husband and I got together. We knew each other beforehand, but that was the start of when we started dating. I, I was living in Orlando, Florida at that time. And it for any of you that know, right, like Florida is known for hurricane season and getting hurricanes. And it happened to be a day that uh, a storm shifted. It was Hurricane Charlie and was going to cut across central Florida. We're all at work. We're trying to get things closed out so we can shut down the building. And at the time, a friend of mine, as well as my husband, whose name is Mark, leaned into the doorway of my office and they're just staring at me. And I'm like, what can I help you all with? And they're like, hurricane party? And I went, oh yeah, okay. All right, I'm game. And they just kept staring at me. And I'm like, oh, you need a place. 
for your hurricane party. Okay. So I lived in an apartment that was in a building that was built in the 1950s. So frankly, lived through many a hurricane. So why not? Probably one of the more stable buildings to be at. So I agreed to doing that. And so headed home, but the storm came in really, really fast. So uh, a lot of people were stopping at home, getting their stuff organized before they headed out and either got stuck because the storm came in so fast or got partway there and decided to turn around. So Mark was the only one that actually made it through (laughs) to this hurricane party. And so it was just he and I, like we spent the whole evening talking, laughing. We were, every time there was a break in the storm, we were running out in the rain and pulling trees from the roadway to keep the road clear. And, and we've just been together ever since. So uh, it was, you had an act from another dimension. I had an act of nature that created. Yeah, you had an act of nature. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I created true. the serendipity. So that was back in, I don't know, uh, what, 17, 18 years ago. I don't know. We're coming up on being together for quite a while. We haven't been married that long, but for us getting together. That is serendipity. The universe talking to us in any weird way. So yeah, yeah. nudging you to, to make choices or at least creating the situation and circumstance that choices become available to you. And do you see the sign? So that's today's compelling question. And we really hope uh, to see you share some of your serendipitous moments out there with us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and LinkedIn as well. And so we would love for you to join in on the conversation. All right, enough about the compelling question of the week. Where were we, Mila? Well, going back to the House of Apis and our journey to get here, it has been an interesting process. It had been longer than we expected, actually, but we have had a lot, lots to learn, some frustrations and excitement to be where we are. And what we can uh, do now is talk a little bit more about House of Apis and what is really House of Apis, what our plans are, and how you can engage with us. The first thing that I would, that I think that maybe we can introduce, Katie, are our pillars, because in our house, we have three pillars. We have three pillars, and it's a very stable house. The interesting thing about the pillars is, Mila and I will share this along the way, there have been, this is what, like almost a four-year journey now at this juncture between yeah. meeting at school and different ideations. And and clearly, Mila's going to talk in a moment about how COVID has, has played a role in our plans and stuff. But there's been different iterations of what is ultimately House of Apis. But the thing that has stayed true is our pillars. Now, our pillars have had different names through the different iterations, but it's always been our core. So the three pillars of House of Apis are self-support and solidarity. So the three pillars are just what we think are the backbone of what we want to create at House of Apis. So the first piece is around self. And we think that we as women don't often really pause and take the time that we should to reflect on who we are, where we're we're at, and what we want to be and what we want to do. And we want to help provide tools and resources for all of us to be able to take that moment and then chart out our own path of self-development because each of those are going to be unique in their own way. Because as Mila said earlier, as humans, we're messy. We've created our own messes and those become unique and nuanced. We're all perfectly imperfect in our own ways. And so what does that mean? There's 
there's things about me that are quirky that I love and wouldn't want to change that other people would be like, I need to change that about me. And so we want to create the space for people to be able to explore themselves and where they want to grow, but do it in the way that's unique and meaningful and personal for them. So that's the first pillar with self. Mila, you want to maybe chat a bit about the second one with support? Yeah, the other part that is for us very important, and that's why it's a middle pillar in our house, is support. And it's basically looking at your surrounder, your surrounding, who is around you and who can support you in your journey, in your life. So it could be your friend, your partner, your school, whomever you have close to you, but also whomever you don't have close to you, but he has the same experience and you can reach out as part of the community of House of Apis. What we see is that women sometimes feel that asking for help or looking for help is something that is uh, making them weak, that is something that shouldn't be shared, that they are supposed to, they are we, because we, I have been through the same thing, that we are supposed to actually do everything for ourselves. And if we are looking for help, then that means that we are weak and that we are not good enough. And then we drill that into our heads And then we come up with these ideas that that we can do everything. And there is a moment that we actually fall, that we are tired, that we have uh, a burnout, that we feel anxious, and that we actually can look for help around us and, and, and be there for others as well. So it's the community and the support that we are building around House of App is not only to look for support, but it's also to offer support. And it would be in many ways, right? You would interact as much as you want, as much as you need, and you will interact either asking for help or providing help, or it doesn't have to be help. It could be encouragement, whatever it is that you need. And at the same time, it will be a good way to think about you are not alone. There are a lot of people that are experiencing the same thing that you are, or that had similar experiences, or that have gone through something that is somehow related. And it might be that it's somebody that lives 2,000 kilometers from you, or is somebody that lives in your same town, or is somebody that's older or younger than you, but they have had the same experience. So it's actually that support that we're looking into this community. Yeah. And it could be, frankly, when I took off to that program, Mila and I met at, right, I was incubating this idea, but then, right, like two heads created something bigger and broader and better. So you might reach into the community because you just need a thought partner. You want somebody to help brainstorm or get some ideas from. So yeah. So just having somebody there that you can have a conversation with in case you don't have that type of resource in your network. All right. Yep. Third one is solidarity. And so similar. Yeah. (laughs) To what Mila was describing with support is how can we as a community pull our collective voice, energy, skills, abilities to help influence and or provide some kind of resource or structure or support to the issues that impact us as a community. So whether that is about uh, financial independence for women, whether that is Black Lives Matter, whether that is reproductive rights, whether that is time poverty, whatever that might be, it could be an organization or an issue or a subject, 
within the solidarity pillar, we want to help people become more informed and knowledgeable about the issues that are out there impacting women on a global um, level. And then secondarily to help, help us all find a way, like I've often heard people, I really want to help with this issue, but I don't know how to get involved. So how do we connect the community to the issues that are important to them and help them find ways to participate and get involved as well as for those organizations to have a place that they can tap in to say, Hey, we need some help because Mila and I have some topics and issues that we are equally passionate about, but we also have topics and issues that, that we are individually passionate about that the other one might not be. So, right. Like it, it would almost create this marketplace of topics and issues and opportunities for women and girls. Yeah. And the idea is for everybody um, that wants to get involved, that they can have a place where to go and where to find um, what they uh, want to be involved with. So yeah, so these have been the pillars of House of Apis uh, since the beginning. We have called it in different ways, as Katie said before. But the one thing that have changed <laughs> have been how actually the last year, COVID-19 and everything that happened, had been changing our plans with House of Apis. Initially, we were uh, developing House of Apis as an in-person experience where we would do certain workshops, where we would have women together discussing certain topics, whether it would be around self or support or solidarity. And uh, obviously, with everything that happened last year and the social distancing, we decided to pivot. <laughs> and then we are changing our plans. And these have changed our plans. And I would say for the better, because at the end of the day, now we can reach a wider audience via these podcasts. And then we are probably starting a little bit uh, later than expected, but at the same time, we're starting broader than expected. Don't you think? Yeah. And, and I think it also allows us to pull into the community and make our resources accessible to individuals who might not have been able to either get away for a retreat or a workshop. Now, we still want to do that. <laughs> so yes. in a post-COVID world, we hope to still do that, but it would be an additional offering on top of everything that we are providing through the, the virtual and social platform. Yeah. So, right. Like, Necessity is the mother of invention. And so COVID created a necessity for us. So then the other thing is with COVID has changed our plans. The other thing that has changed our plans three times now is the name of the organization, which <laughs> has, this is the third iteration. We'll just be honest with you. And for those of you that have ever started your own business and decided to trademark, you've probably had a similar journey, but, and this will lead a bit into why we are called what we are called. We started the, the first name that we wanted to call ourselves turned out to be an organization that the Sundance organization and Robert Redford were using in relation to women in film, which by the way, you should go check it out. We'll, uh, we'll link you to that at a later time. So that was the first iteration. Our second iteration was around imperfect life, which is funny. We were told we couldn't get it. And now we actually then were told we could get it after we went 
to get House of Apis. So you will see oh. that pop up under self-development at some point in time. And then we landed on House of Apis. So maybe Mila, share a little bit about how we we landed on that. And then I think that will lead us into our next segment, which is called Did You Know? Which is when we share a bit of a fact or a piece of information with you that we you may or may not know, but that we thought we would want to share with the broader audience. Yeah, so that is bringing it to the House of Apis. And if you see our logo, and you must have seen it when you click on the podcast, hopefully, and if not, go and see it afterwards, you're going to see that we have some hexagons that are like a honeycomb. And we were working with our fabulous graphic designers since the beginning of the two other names, and then these shape kept coming kept coming. And then basically when we went to look at the names, we settled on House of Apis because Apis is actually what scientists call a genus and is the classification of the honeybee. So when we look at the honeybees are social insects, right? And then they live together in nests of hives. They are very social and each one of them has a different role into the community and they perform a different role and they are important on their own. Some are workers, some are the queen bees and the other ones are the, the, the male cast. So each one of them has a role in the community. So that's why we thought maybe Apis is a good name for us because we want to make it all about being social and being having a different role and being different and unique, each one of us. The other thing is the hexagonal, the hexagonal honeycomb. Do you want to talk more about that, Katie? Yeah, sure. Clearly, we many of us know that bees live in a hive or in a honeycomb. And those um, structures are created by these multiple hexagonal cells, which create the structure that they live in. Those, I don't know how many of you have ever heard of biomimicry, but there is this concept of how nature inspires art or architecture or science from those perspectives. And that hexagonal shape is one of the strongest shapes in nature. And so we felt if we joked about our house having three pillars, but our house is really in the end built from all the hexagonal shapes that represent all of us that are part of the community and create the structure of the house of Apis of which our bees live in. So that's a little bit on the structure and uh, a little bit on Apis and the genus of honeybees. And now if you didn't know, you know, and that's also (laughs) why we're the house of Apis. So it's been a journey. It's been a journey. All right. So one last thing that we want to hit on before we end today's podcast, as you're contemplating and hopefully saying, yeah, I can hang in there because these two women are quirky and fun and I'm in for a little bit more with them, is what does it mean to be a part of House of Apis and this community? How we interact with each other, how we created a place where people can invest in themselves and grow and feel that it's a safe space and a supportive environment. And we, like many organizations, have created community codes and values and, and we're asking that everybody who signs up or becomes a part of that community commit to both these values and the community code. So Mila, maybe you want to hit on, actually, 
we're going to direct you to be able to find these out on our social media and our website. So you can go see them in their totality, but we want to hit on the ones that are probably most important for you to really understand what we're about. So maybe Mila, you start with some of the values that are really the backbone of who we are as a house of Atlas community. Yeah, sure. The, the first one that I want to bring up is one that we started talking since the beginning and is embrace the imperfections. As, as we mentioned before, we are all unique. And then we always strive to be better and to change and to do things differently. But at the end of the day, we are who we are. So we also have to embrace our imperfections and, and, and be happy with that and see what we do with it, do the best with what we have. So that is one of the values that we really encourage everybody. And then to also practice and make sure that you are also looking at others and seeing it as well. The other value that is very important for us is to be open and respectful. So when we are talking about a community and we're talking about either our own challenges or our self-development, or even when we are trying to talk to others and seek for help, we want to be open to listening to different opinions and at the same time to be respectful of everyone and their opinions, their values, what they are going through. So that is something that we definitely want to highlight because everyone's story is different, right? So then we come from different places and we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And we might uh, have a perception of something that, uh, that you might be or that you might show, but at the end of the day, everyone's story is different. So that's why we want to highlight that as, as a value. And everything that we do, Katie and I for sure, and that we strive for our community to do as well, is based on integrity. We are going to be looking at putting out content that is actually correct and that we believe that as, um, integrity is at its core. So those are the values that, that we want to highlight today. However, there are more. Please go to our website and check them out. Yeah. And so to build on top of that, we additionally will have a community code and we'll ask for you to agree to this as you come onto the social media platforms, as well as joining the online community. And all of this is built in that at our core, we need to create a safe space for learning and growth. And that learning and growth is going to be different by individual. But to Mila's point about everyone's story is different and being open and respectful those values are critical for us to create this space for learning and growth. And so that is really at its core, the heartbeat of our community code. In alignment with that, no harassment or bullying. It's just not going to be tolerated. And we're going to disagree with each other. And we're going to find that often there are members on different sides of different issues. And that's okay. We can debate issues with empathy and not malice. And we are going to strive for facts in those debates, but we are not going to harass and we are not going to bully. And then the other aspect that I want to highlight is to protect and preserve our value of vulnerability. Because the harassment and the bullying piece is going to create an environment that no one is going to feel comfortable being vulnerable. And when you are vulnerable, that is where learning and growth happens. And so that's why these community codes are really important because not only creating a safe space for learning and growth, but protecting and preserving that value of vulnerability 
so that individuals can have that individualized journey of self-development and self-growth. So as Mila said, you're going to be able to see both of these complete values and community code when you come to find us on social media and the House of Appas website. And we're very excited to have you come join us in this journey and be a part of this community with us. Yeah, and other than that, the one thing that we want to, to tell you is what you can expect from us. You can expect directness. We are very direct and we say what we think. We sometimes can, can say some uh, bad words here and there, some foul language. Which uh, I didn't, and I'm shocked because I, I have a sailor's mouth, folks. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> me neither today. I didn't do it either. Uh, we still have time though, but um, let's not get there. Lots of diversity of opinions. That is something that you can expect from us as well. People, nationality, colors. And as you can hear me, and I have to correct myself several times, is accents. So you're going to hear different accents as well, because we are going to have people from all over and we are going to embrace them as they are. So now we're at the point of our podcast where today's been a little bit lighter, but we know that in future episodes, we're going to have some um, topics that are really heavy topics and are exploring some issues that are impacting our community. So we always want to make sure we end with something a bit lighter. And so right now we want to talk to you about our segment we call It Doesn't All Suck. Like I said, there's a lot of really amazing things happening out there and amazing people. And we want to make sure we pause to highlight some of the good that's happening all around us. And Mila, you had found something that both you and I were like, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, this is a great name for a charity. It's called Bloody Good Period. And it's from Scotland. And this charity actually released uh, a press uh, release redundant. But uh, Scotland made history in November by becoming the first nation in the world to guarantee free and universal access to period products. And the campaigners welcomed the move, claiming Scotland was settling a bloody great example for the rest of the world. And actually, this got me to find uh, that there are several other organizations that are doing that. And I found out that in Britain, they launched a program in January 2020 to provide free period products at state schools and colleges. So that has been extended into 2021, but this is basically something that is going to help uh, women and girls that are in the lower social, social economical income brackets. The other thing that they did in Britain was that they eliminated the tampon tax on sanitary products, like it's a luxury that has to have a value added tax, and that um, it was classified before as a non-essential product. But yeah. Every, every month we need it, uh, people. It's not essential. Uh. Exactly. exactly. The other piece of news that we found was that Jacinda Arden in New Zealand communicated that they will be offering sanitary products to students starting in June of this year. And that initiative is aimed to combat period poverty as well in the country. These are very good examples of what's going on in the world. Yeah. And if you're interested in learning more, we, you can look in the notes of this podcast. We'll have some links to a couple of articles for you to check out and we'll post some of this out on social media. But for some of us in industrialized nations, right, the access to these products maybe don't seem so hard to get to, right? Although the taxes on them and the prices on them could be a barrier to, to individuals. You've got folks that are trying to decide whether I put up 
food on my table or whether I go get a box of tampons and that shouldn't be a choice that people have to make. But in other parts of the world, it, it, the shame that is put around menstruation is pretty abhorrent. And these programs are helpful to one, illuminate the challenges that happen on a global perspective, but also the fact that this is not a luxury product. No. Um, it's a necessity for women that experience menstruation. Thanks for joining us today and getting to know us at the House of Apis, a space where we celebrate women and girls being their authentic selves. And we really hope you'll come back and join us for our next episode where we're going to explore those three pillars a little bit more so you can get a better understanding of what we hope to accomplish within those for the House of Apis and where we plan to engage with you. Yeah, in the meantime, please look for us on your favorite social media platform and engage with the House of Apis online. We'd love uh, for you to join us in the conversation and look forward to hearing more of what you have to share. Also, we would love to understand what matters most to you as we build our house together. So please visit us at www.houseofapis.com to participate in our community survey. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast coming to you twice a month. Last but certainly not least, we will suggest an action for you to take with every episode. Something that connects with our topic of discussion. Something that makes you reflect. Something that you would want to share, discuss, investigate, learn or grow. We would love to hear about your thoughts online, so feel free to share these with us if you feel comfortable doing so. Your first ask with this episode, should you choose to accept it, is the following. Think about a community or the communities that you are currently involved with. What is important to you? How do they support you? What is your role? In doing so, please let us know how you would like to interact within the APIS community. Thanks for listening. This wraps up the first episode of House of APIS. So until next week, good morning from Seattle. And good evening from Amsterdam. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.